all, welcome to Something's in the Closet podcast. Uh, I'm Y, joined by Aleha. Hello, it's been a minute, especially since it's just been us. Yeah, and um, uh, welcome to episode 15. So congrats to us for making 15 episodes so far. I I want I can't wait until we get to episode one hundred, and we're gonna be battered and bitter and <laughs> don't want to fucking like do it. Not anymore. already. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So, um, if you guys want to listen to the story, just skip ahead. I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna shoot the shit real quick. So, um. Aleha, do you know what recently became public domain? <laughs> I know exactly what recently became public domain because I have a funny story about it. So my coworker, he came in and he was a little excited and he was like, hey, I think I have a breaking news story for today. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, what's going on? And he goes, Winnie the Pooh has become public domain. <laughs> Of all things to become public domain this year, Winnie mm-hmm. the Pooh. And, and you I know also heard what about I'm what they're s- doing with yes. it. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. And like the story, it's like it's like they're like taking revenge because Christopher Robin like left the Hunker Acre Road Woods or whatever, and like. I guess because of that, they were starving. So now they're taking revenge on Christopher mm-hmm. Robin. I think that's the plot line. Well, he abandoned them and they went feral. I don't know if it's about revenge. I think they're just fucking insane now. Oh, I heard something about revenge, which, you know what? Either way, feral Winnie the Pooh, I think is exactly yeah. what we need this year. Have you seen Have you seen the images of Winnie the yeah, Pooh? Yeah, they're fucking terrifying. <laughs> oh my God, in Piglet? <laughs> Someone tweet like, I know that motherfucker ain't Piglet. He's like 6'5! 6'5! Good God! Here's the thing it's only Winnie the Pooh that's public domain. Nothing else. Like, so Piglet isn't, Eeyore isn't. It's not like, you know, like the Winnie the Pooh franchise. It's just the character that's public domain now. Oh. So they kind of had to make up the others. So it ain't gonna be Piglet? Technically, no. They got to figure out a way around it for it to, like, be pig. Like, you're going to know it's Piglet, but technically it's not Piglet, you know? It reminds Literally. me of the the dudes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, the pig that got turned into, a, like, a person, like, a turtle. Did you, have you seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? The live-action movies from the 80s? Oh, the ones from the 80s? No, I've only seen the ones with Megan Fox in them. No. Recently. Garbage. <laughs> they are garbage. You, you need to see Michelangelo in his little foam suit eating pizza, fighting a giant pig. Ew. That it's sounds cool. terrifying. You know, I used to really like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know why. I just. You would. I didn't really watch the show. I just like the characters. You would. They were funny. You would. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I don't know. I just feel like being sassy. You're always sassy. What do you mean feel like? I am like this is a rare occurrence. 
It is. I'm so sweet. Anyway. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I also saw men the other day. Oh. With my old roommate, Monica. Because I saw a post. Really? Because I saw a post saying, um, if you've lost someone to suicide, they don't recommend you watching it. So I have been on the fence about watching it. Yes, but it's... um, I don't think this type of unaliving would have an effect on you because you would sit there and be like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause if someone on TikTok was like, they're in their car and they were like, just shocked and they were like, Oh my God, I just saw it. And then the caption says something like, if you lost someone to suicide, don't watch it. And I was just like, well, (laughs) there goes that movie, I guess. But I mean, Um, well, it's bad anyway. Um, it is pretentious. Well, you don't like A24. Story, story comes second over style and cinematography. It is a oh. beautiful movie. Visually, mm-hmm. the audio, it's, the, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. The story doesn't make any fucking sense. The story is second. There's a lot of creationism symbolism that goes fucking nowhere in the movie. The, um, the connection between the main and uh, protagonist and mm-hmm. the uh, her past and the events that unfold in the film, no fucking connection. It is so forced. It makes zero sense. It pissed me off. I was very angry. I watched it with Monica, and she was like laughing the entire time. How ridiculous <laughs> it was. <laughs> that sounds like, and her. it's just gory to be gory. Like, <sighs> anyway, that's my little rant on men. Well, I, I'll make a decision if I want to watch also, it. Also, it was written and directed by a white man. Aren't like most movies? But the movie is supposed to be about the horrible things men do. I think it's lacking oh, perspective, given that yeah. it's written by a man. Oh. Granted, the men in it are disgusting. They're gross. Yeah. Um, but, like, but it doesn't really give you the real perspective still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it then. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. Full review coming on my YouTube channel, White Likes Horror. Uh, I still need to edit it, but the white balance was horrible, so I'm going to look like a ghost. Um, Like I do now. (laughs) Um, My classes start on Monday, tomorrow. (gasps) Which classes? Documentary studies and media studies, I think. (laughs) Love I'm taking a lot of classes Love this summer. <laughs> and they're all going on at different uh, times, which is really annoying. Are they online or in person? Online. Well, it's kind of nice. If I had to take in-person classes right now, I would scream. Which, by the way, I actually really miss campus for some reason. I miss... Actually, okay, I miss Flagstaff. We miss the trees. Why? Because I don't oh, have true. that You're now in the middle I of a have... sandbox. Yeah, I am in the middle of a sandbox next to a lake that has a bunch of dead bodies popping up. (laughs) (laughs) I think we got a third one last week. (laughs) Oh my god, is that just going to be like a normal thing you have to like report on? Another body is discovered. (laughs) Just stop looking. No, no, no. You know what's even funnier? And this is by no means in any way an endorsement to whoever this person is. And if they hear this, I do not condone what you are doing. Secondly, it is extremely fucked up. <laughs> and I hate that you're doing this. 
but there is supposedly a woman <laughs> who is selling Las Vegas Lake Mead corpse water online. So it's water what? from the lake. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Like, what white woman is doing this? <laughs> and like apparently, I guess like from her website or whatever, I didn't see it, but I heard about it from like Twitter. Um, on her website or whatever, it's like intended for like witches and shit. Which you know, I, I don't mean that in like witches yeah. or whatever, because I know that's a very good practice, and I think it's actually rather interesting. But I feel like you just don't want to be cursed. Is- I, I I get it. Continue. Fair. Um, I feel like selling this kind of thing is so like. <laughs> What's the word? I don't want to say taking advantage of witches and their beliefs and whatnot, but I want to say it's like. like Gross. Unsanitary. I I hope these witches ain't drinking it for their necromancy. No, I don't think it's about drinking it. I think it's about their spell work. Like it's supposed to be used in their spell work in some kind of way. And however she's advertising it, it's she's advertising as some kind of witchy thing. But like from everything I've read about witches and stuff like that and their beliefs, I don't really think any real witches would actually buy this. I mean, I could be wrong. But yeah, they just, just make their own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just, oh my God, it's giving the same feels as the um, Gamer Girl bathwater, and I never wanted to go back to that. What? Did you the not hear what? about that? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Okay, so there's this girl... She is very disgusting. I'm not even going to say her name because she does not deserve any sort of... She appeals to pedophiles, and everyone knows it, and she knows it. Like, she wears... She actually wears children's bathing suits for her, like, OnlyFans stuff. So, like, she is a terrible person. But she became a meme about, like, two years ago, maybe? Because she took a bath, um, and then she made a video like scooping some water into like a little cup and she was like I'm gonna be selling my bath water so you can buy gamer girl bath water and she sold a little jar about like I don't know maybe an inch tall it kind of looked like a little like you know moisturizer jar for $30 each and I think she sold like I don't know maybe a hundred of them or something why they were disgusting. you know you know she saw a market and they bought it but, but they are the problem why are they buying oh, it what are they doing 100%. with it 100 percent. i mean she's also the problem because she's a terrible person but like they also are the problem anyway if you're buying gamer girl bathwater i don't like you please go touch you grass you buy it as a joke i don't like you <laughs> i have to just show you what you look like right now because why? of the internet connection because it is fucking horrifying. It looks like, like I'm... Do t- I look like a demon <laughs> or something? You look like a fucking demon. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the movie yes. Unfriended. I'm waiting. Oh my god, I do look like a demon. That is a cursed image right there. Beautiful. You actually look pretty clear uh, for once. I think it's because of my internet. Do you want to see what you look like? Because you look, like, good for once. Not that you don't look good either, generally. I'm just talking about on here. Because <laughs> for whatever Go reason... Fuck yourself. <laughs> you always look 
pixelated as all hell whenever I'm, whenever I'm doing this with you. But right now, you actually look like you have a decent camera. <laughs> well, NAU is updating the Wi-Fi routers in this building, so. Ooh, nice. But yeah, what else is going on? Oh, Stranger Things came out recently. I know you said that you haven't seen any episodes. I started watching today, and I think I've gone in about three episodes in, and I can already tell it's going to be a very terrifying but interesting season, and I'm really excited. Oh, maybe I should start watching it tonight. You really should. I had it. I mean, How the first long episode are the episodes, though? They're all different lengths. Like the, I think the I first two like are like an hour, but I, I know like the last one is two hours long. Fuck that. I'm, so, I'm going to half fall asleep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> okay so are we ready to get into the story no i have something to show you first oh oh okay okay so this is gonna be posted on our instagram whenever this goes up because it's like a promotional thing almost but oh, okay you know, i have no I idea what this working. is guys <laughs> i have started working on some new art because i have access to like the best tools to do so and a bit more time so, I made this with something I had already showed you, but I think this will be leading to some new cover art and possibly new merch. <gasps> new cover art? Who are we? What? <laughs> I'm texting you it right now. Okay. All right, guys. I'm anxious. This is going to be just as exciting and new to me as it is for you. <laughs> oh, my God. Why am I so hot? <laughs> Oh my god, that's so cute! Okay, so it's like a little little drawing of me in a tank top. And I have my little earrings and the little dangle dangles. And I have the little devil horn emoji because I'm assuming my, my profile picture. Yeah. Yeah, also accurate. I love the <laughs> new font. Oh, it's so cute! Yeah. Oh! I love it. And the little ghost, is that you? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I kind of like the fact that it has the devil horns because you kind of have a demon following you around. I'm going to do a similar thing for myself. Um, I don't know if I'm going to give it devil, devil horns. I'm not quite sure yet, but I will also have a spooky little ghost with me as well. So the ghost will be a part of Vibe. the final cover art. You should have Sarah f hovering over your shoulder. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Should I just make like a little ghost? You know she her, does. Like, with her little curls. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so, so cute! I'll post this to the Instagram, so this will be—you'll be able to see this when this episode is up. Just check out the Instagram, and it'll be there. It's whenever why. Okay, awesome. And if you guys are uploaded, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. Some more art coming. I have some sketches and doodles of those satanic gummy bears and <gasps> our infamous almond water. <laughs> oh my fucking God. A damn almond water. Hell yeah, almond water. I'm going to buy that sticker for myself and it's going on my laptop. I thought you were going to say your water bottle. It could go on my water bottle, but then I don't think anyone, you know. I'm pretty sure we bottle. can sell water bottles too, so I feel like we should make a water <gasps> bottle that says almond can water. We? Yeah. Okay, I'm scrapping my design. I'm making an almond water almond water label. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
calories infinite. <laughs> calories um, infinite warning possible existential dread may cause was psychosis yep okay so i feel 20 minutes good we should get into the story now unless there's anything else you want to talk about i have nothing vibes So, you know, I tend to browse government websites looking for weird shit. This episode came because I was looking at the U.S. Department of Interior's website, and I found that they have an entire Rolodex of cryptids found in um, national forests. (laughs) So, and detailed accounts of, like, when they're first reported and, like, the whole timeline (laughs) of it. So, I was just scrolling through and I found one that I'd never heard of before. Um, And that's the story we're going to talk about today. But I thought it was really weird that I was just looking on the U.S. Department of Interior's website and it just popped up. So, Why were you on that website to begin with, though? I look at... Because they control the the national parks. (laughs) It's where creepy shit happens. That's a good point. I still don't trust national parks. Like, my dad has been, or both my mom and dad, more so my dad, has been like, we need to, we need to go to some more national parks. And every time he brings it up, I'm just like, hey, yeah, sure. But internally, I'm like, I don't really want to. I don't trust them. Because first of all, we are people of color. That's, yeah. A second, <laughs> I, mm, it just, everything I know about what happens in national parks, it already has me on edge. And it may make me a conspiracy theorist, but... I feel like I'm valid in that. Your third eye is open. (laughs) You are elevated. You see the truth, man. Was it the red pill? Yeah. I I don't know. But I saw a thing. You know what? That's a a story for another time. Anyway, keep going. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So... Our story today takes place in Wisconsin. So Raylander, Wisconsin is a small forest town about eight square miles, and it has a population of a little under 7,000 according to the 2020 census. The town is surrounded by half a million acre of forest. Raylander is 203 miles north of Madison, which is one of the biggest cities in this uh, in the state, and about 500 miles south of the Canadian border. So it's about dead center of Wisconsin. The town was once known to be a prosperous place for lumberjacks, as it has a vast timber supply due to the dense woods around the town. Um, And throughout the 1800s and 1900s, the town attracted flocks of these lumberjacks looking for steady work. And one of those lumberjacks was Eugene Shepard. Shepard was born in Green Bay, but spent his childhood in the area around New London, Connecticut. Shepard was working as a deputy surveyor and lumberjack in Grand Rapids, Michigan, when he was attracted to the vast lumber supply which made him call Rainlander his new home in 1885. 
Shepard works as a timber cruiser for multiple lumber companies at the time. And a timber cruiser is basically someone who goes to like a plot of wood and um, determines the worth of the land and the trees and essentially if it's worth their time and tries to come up with a price for these either the government to sell or for these companies to sell and i will send you a picture there's a lot of pictures this episode um of <clears throat> uh, basically what his job would be during this time and Can when you get it just um oh i guess i could text you and you can look at it on your phone haha ha, i got it no oh okay he kind of just looks like a photographer almost mm-hmm. that's hmm. want to describe what is he's a doing in the picture a it's a photograph okay so there's just like a man he's just standing on top of like I think it could have been a tree that was cut down. I don't know how the hell they cut down this tree, but they cut down the tree. It looked like it was very thick. <laughs> and he's just standing up there with that little device looking into it. Um, I think it's like wanted... a telescope. Is it? Okay. It's a tall-ass telescope. Yeah, so he has like a telescope. And I think you can see like a lake or a river behind him. Mm-hmm. There's a clearing of land for some reason, and then a bunch of trees. He's surrounded by trees and bushes. Cute. What was this again? Yes. It's <clears> called <throat> a timber cruiser. Timber cruiser. Yes. So that's what he did. And he would basically stand in the middle of the woods all day, determining the worth of the lumber and the land by himself. Um, so, one day, in the autumn of 1893, just outside of Raylander, Shepard stood face to face with a 185-pound, seven-foot-long, lizard-like beast. Its head was disproportionately large for its body, with two horns growing from its temples large fangs and green eyes covered with short hair the the body appeared to be stout and muscular similar to like a pit bull its back was covered with spikes which led to a powerful tail the four legs were short and sturdy with three claws facing forward and one pointing in the opposite direction as the beast turned to greet his uninvited guest Its nostrils spouted flames and smoke, and a horrible odor, which Shepard described as a combination of buzzard meat and skunk perfume. Wisely, Shepard retreated in a hurry. Back in Raylander, he described his encounter to the townspeople and lumberjacks. Shepard had witnessed the monster that lumberjacks believed embodied the restless spirits of dead lumber oxen. He had seen a hodag. A hodag. What are your thoughts? A hodag. Okay. Instantly, I'm like alien mm-hmm. because it's the most. It's. I mean, we all know that's like the easiest. 
that's the easiest like <laughs> explanation. Um, but just the where was this again? Like what? Wisconsin. Area? Wisconsin. Okay, it was in Wisconsin, and they don't. <sighs> So I sent you a picture of the hodag. I think it's a recreation, but I'm not sure. Oh, that is not what I was picturing at all. Jesus. Okay, so it's like... It kind of looks like a weird-ass dog. Yeah, it looks like a pit bull to me. Yeah, it looks like a pit bull with horns and spikes on its back, but like with an extra big, like think of a pit bull, but with a big head and face. <laughs> pit bulls do have a big head. But like bigger, like bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than that. <laughs> bigger than what you normally see. And then it has like claws, like t- it looks like it has like talons almost. If you zoom in mm-hmm. and its tail is pretty long oh this is creepy it's eyes so what is this is a drawing i think it's like a sculpture or something to represent the hodag that is terrifying i don't like that i was thinking of like a lizard man or some shit (laughs) i don't know why um so i was thinking of like the lizard from spider-man for some reason Oh my god. He doesn't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. He looks nothing um, like in that. In some descriptions, it's said that this animal, this hodag, has like a, a head of a frog. I don't see it. I can. Um, but it said it has the head of a frog, it. and I'm like, mm. a weird ass frog. So, what is a hodag, you might be asking? Uh, from the 18th. To 19th century, oxen were used to haul lumber, and some were required to work great distances, and they were mistreated to do so. When the animals would be injured or sick, they would simply be burned on a pyre and replaced. It was very expensive and time-intensive to train oxen. Their verbal commands and their paths to probably work as a lumber hauler, so time was crucial. Uh, it's believed that the hodag grew from the piled ashes of many cremated ox, which perished after hauling timber for the lumberjacks of the North Woods of Wisconsin. So basically, like a vengeful spirit. Okay. I mean, I could see that. There was, I mean, in that time, they didn't really treat animals that well. I mean, people don't treat animals well now to begin with. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sending you some pictures of the work that these oxen would have to do. Um, And they replaced the oxen, but with horses in the 19th century. Um, But the horses were short-lived before they switched to uh, machinery. My god. Yeah, that... I know there really was no other way, but it just, it still wasn't a very good thing for what they did to those animals. Mm-hmm. So it's, There's it, that, mm-hmm, that one picture with like the three giant tree trunks in it. Yeah. 
that's and that looks like the that looks like the size of the tree trunk that that guy was standing on too. Mm-hmm. They look about the same size, which is it's fucking huge. So why don't you describe that picture for our listeners who might be visually impaired? The the first one where they're carrying it. So that one, it's there's two oxes. Um, right in the front there's two men or one man is on top of it and you can see that they're like kind of boarded like held together with this board um i'm not sure how it's on i think it's just a way for them to have a collar on them and then behind Mm -hmm. them are these three massive logs and they're so big that there are five men just standing on top of them i think each man each log is like almost as wide as a man's height. Mm-hmm. Like the men look as tall as the log. And it's just, they're just pulling it along on this little weird like car thing and having to haul this guy's ass on their back too. Like as mm-hmm. if they didn't have enough. And God the five damn. guys on top of the lumber. Yeah. So these three heavy ass logs, five men on the logs, and then one poor ox has a man on his back. (laughs) If there's one thing that men have, it is the audacity. 100%. You're going to make these two little guys carry all this shit and you're not even going to walk alongside them? Nope. You're going to make them carry you too? No wonder this one is it. Hodag? Hodog? Hodag. No wonder it exists. You know what? I would I'm be angry life. too. Yeah, goddamn. Anything he's done, or anything I'm going to learn about what he's done, validated. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read to you a description of the Hodag. Um, it's like in a book of cryptids. Um, um, it's Fearsome Critters, written by Henry H. Tyron. The Hodag. Reported in Maine many years past, and in 1895 captured and positively identified near Raylander, Wisconsin, by Mr. E.S. Shepard. The Hodag is undoubtedly one of the best known of the larger and more dangerous wood varmints. It is now very rare, probably owing to the increased use of lemons in cookery. For Hodags, and for hodags and citrus fruits are in the same ratio as wolves and wolves bane, probably more so. A distressing, ugly animal. The knobbly head wears a pair of prominent bulging eyes and two heavy lateral horns, something after the fashion of a male stagged beetle. The claws are stout and powerful, and the tail carries a terminal hook, while a row of jaggered dorsal spines complete the picture. The smaller front teeth were formerly often used for umbrella handles. The hodag is fully aware of his upsetting appearance and is given and it is given given to frequent bits of bitter weeping. I once had a handful of an extremely rare crystallized hodag tear, but an but an inquisitive lady friend collected them, believing them to be fine amber. She had them strung into a neck yoke. 
and then went and spilled a Tom Collins on herself. Of course, the lemon juice dissolved them instantly. This fellow can't endure being laughed at. When angry, he is fierce and dangerously aggressive. But a pair of lemons is ample protection against a whole herd. So this creature's weakness is citrus fruit, and I don't know why. I mean, <sighs> is it like... Because I don't know if you know this, but cats don't like citrus stuff. And I, I think a lot of animals don't for some reason. I think to them, because it's so like, uh, um, sour most of the time, like lemons are sour, that <laughs> maybe they've eaten it and they're just like, ew, <laughs> why would you eat this? It hurts. So maybe that's it? <laughs> it's also sad that the hodag knows it's ugly and it doesn't like but, looking yeah. at itself or being oh. laughed at. <laughs> I... Damn, you know, I don't care what he's done. I'm really feeling for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but... This poor so... guy, you know, <laughs> can only empathize with him. Empathize. Next up, we're going to talk about what Eugene did. So when he got back to town, he told everybody what he encountered in the forest, and he warned them that the beast would eat lumbermen in revenge for the ox's mistreatment and to avoid the beast at all cost. A shepherd's account was published shortly after his encounter in the New North, which is a local daily newspaper, accompanied by a sketch that he did. I'm just going to send you the sketch. It's pretty much what we've been looking at, but I'd say it looks more uh, reptilian than the it's other funny. things we've seen. Okay, yeah, because this thing looks more like a weird-ass dog. It kind of reminds me of, like, a Komodo dragon. Yeah. Yeah, okay. This looks like... Yeah, this look... His tail almost reminds me of, like, a scorpion. Which is kind oh, of scary. I can see that. Yeah, so it's another sketch of the same thing. Um, you know... It has the spikes on his back, a really scorpion-looking tail for some reason on this sketch. It has talons on its fingers, hands, legs, <laughs> fingers, and then it has two long horns and its head. It's a little hard to make out the details on its face, but it does have a big-ass head. And it it looks, looks like it has very, the face of a person. Yeah, it looks very personified in this for some reason mm -hmm. i don't like it <laughs> so that um was in the newspaper the a couple of days after his encounter so uh with the townspeople distraught over the thought of a horrendous beast surrounding their home they were up in arms shepherd assembled a hunting party to capture the beast armed with heavy rifles and large squirt guns loaded with poison water. I'm not sure what the poison water was. I think maybe it was like lemon water. Um, the, the hunting party set out to confront the beast. Discovering the hodag near where Shepard first sighted it, the hunting party dispatched a number of dogs to corner the beast. Unfortunately, the hodag was stronger than the dogs and he scattered the body pieces of the dogs all over the place that went after him. 
Um, and just like the dogs, the weapons didn't really do anything in subduing the irritated Hodag. Um, but luckily, the, uh, the hunters brought a large supply of dynamite. Okay. Uh, so after they, like, trapped the Hodag and, like, um, they put, like, a bunch of birch sticks around it, like a little fence, and it's really short, obviously, so I don't think it could jump over it. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they threw the dynamite at it, and it exploded, and a fire engulfed it, and it died. Um, so... <laughs> The, the charred remains of the Hodag were transported to Raylander and displayed. Um, but yeah, they were unable to capture it alive. And I'm going to show you a picture of this hunting party and the oh Hodag. I don't know who the fuck took this picture. It's really fucking tiny. It looks like a little fucking pit bull. <laughs> it's actually, um, it actually was probably just a fucking pit bull like a rabid pit bull and humans being fucking stupid were just like it's a weird mysterious beast that's going to kill us all this looks so fucking staged first of all <laughs> <laughs> is this like an actual picture is it just like <laughs> yeah it's an actual picture and Shepard is in the corner on the left side, I believe. And I believe that's his son collapsed on the ground. This looks like it could be a Renaissance painting. <laughs> well, you have all these men in their little their little their little hunting party um outfits, you know. Perfect outfit for a hunting party is a suit, vest, and tie and a bowler hat for some reason. Um, they all have these weapons. <laughs> One of them is just holding a stick. Like, that's gonna do anything. Actually, a couple of them are just holding sticks. Wait a minute. So, I think it's already dead. Like, I think it's been, um, burnt by the dynamite at this point, which is why it's holding still. But I'm Ooh, not sure, because it's kind of standing. Yeah, I don't know. see, for it to just be standing after it's been burned is so weird to me, because, like, wouldn't it have just collapsed? Why is his son on the floor? I think the Hodag was attacking his son. Okay. This is I, don't, I don't know. Picture. I want to recreate the <laughs> Renaissance painting because, like, it's really weird. But the Hodag. So, man. stories and accounts of the Hodag were said <laughs> to have spread really quickly over the north and the general area. Uh, however, I can't really find any of them because every time I try to find the other accounts that all of these um, articles are referencing, I just come back to the original account of Shepard and that's not what I'm looking for. But, but I found a YouTube video of a man recounting his um, interaction with a hodag. What? Um, so I'm going to send you this link. It links to a YouTube video. I'm okay. going to edit in some of the audio into this. 
Oh, I don't have a YouTube downloaded yet. Hold on. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's a new phone. That's right. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, I had to get a new phone because my phone literally died. Like, it died. But, like, not just battery died. It died for good. <laughs> Rest in peace. I had it for two years. <laughs> anyway, let's watch this. Walking to Austin, northern Oneida County, uh, north of Rhineland here. And I got to a turn in, in the trail, and as I made the turn, I saw this green thing there. He was green, and he was whistling, and he was clapping, and he was kind of on three legs giving me one of these pointing to something that was around the corner in the ditch. When I got there, sure enough, there was another one. And when I looked back at him, he took off down the trail, and in the ditch, there was, I heard grunting, and it sounded like somebody uh, would eat, eat potatoes trying to get into a little pair of <laughs> And uh, what it was, it was another hodag that I thought was giving birth, but, uh, you know, its head was leaning back trying to get its horns near its tail. And as I got closer, I realized he, he or she must have sat down in a, in a, uh, ants nest and it was all over the, the, the tail end of this this whole day mm-hmm. and i kind of felt sorry for it and i got real close and <laughs> really there's nothing i could do i had already wet my pants and <laughs> uh, first thing i saw was this huge green tail and i thought it was a snake because i was used to snakes i, I learned how to sleep standing up on a dresser uh, when our boa constrictor got loose in the house and uh, i figured best thing I could do was maybe take the uh, bottle of, of mosquito lotion in my pocket, take the cork out, splash that on uh, the, the, the tail end of this old egg in a ditch, and maybe I'll get rid of the ant. Ants, big mistake. It, it, I, I, I tossed the mosquito lotion, the ants kind of scattered. This thing popped up, screeched, and all the seed cones fell out of the trees. And, and that's why you wonder why we got so much evergreen trees up here. Anyhow, I thought it was coming after me, but it, what it was, it, it was kind of looking for, for help, and I uh, kept dodging behind trees uh, trying to get away, and uh, uh, when, when I finally uh, got to a point where I was exhausted and it was exhausted, it, after the, another big scream, backed up to a huge pine tree and started scratching from the back end to the forward, and Fortunately, uh, I was near my car, and I, I, I was out the end of the trail. I went to my car, waited for a bit. When, when everything seemed to stop, I walked back to get my mushrooms, which were in the bag. And uh, I looked, and that tree was leaning about 30 degrees, and all that was left at the base of the tree was a head and the, the horns of that whole day. And I took it back home, and I have it mounted over a fireplace in my one of my cabins and last time i told that story was to a door-to-door insurance salesman he didn't believe me either so i'm going for 50 50 here so he just has are there any pictures of it above his fireplace <clears throat> i don't know it's Isn't one of the it... only things i could find <laughs> okay so this is where i have some issues with this there are all these sightings of this, supposedly. Uh-huh. This fucker has it up, his head above its fire, pl- about of his fireplace, apparently. 
and yet it's still considered a cryptid. If this thing is real, how come, like, the government, granted they don't do shit generally, as we have been realizing lately, but <laughs> I know they don't do anything about it, but if this guy has, like, this creature that nobody really knows exists, but suppose it's like if somebody found a dead Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. I feel like everyone's gonna be like, holy shit, we need to study that. But this guy just has it hanging in his uh, above his fireplace, and he's just like, "Yep, I have it." You know what? Is he from Wisconsin too? That's where the hodag lives. Okay, you know what? I think Wisconsin is just a cursed place to begin with. <sighs> no offense to our Wisconsin listeners. Oh yeah, I have nothing against you. I think you guys are lovely. It's just I I would never go there. Um, aren't they like big on cheese and stuff? They put cheese on pie there. Yeah, they cheddar cheese on pie, apple pie on apple pie. Yeah, that's weird. I hear it's supposed to be really good, though. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I don't know if I would be able to try it though, because I'd be so hung up on the fact that it's cheddar cheese (laughs) on apple pie. (laughs) So I was unable to find like any other um, people's stories, uh, but. Earlier, I briefly mentioned, um, I think I mentioned at least, the hodag had been a story for lumbermen uh, for a very long time. And it's like kind of like a campfire story they tell each other um, about the beast that will kill them because of the mistreatment of their their, uh, predecessors. Um, So I want to jump three years into the future when Eugene was said to capture a hodag alive. Bum, bum, bum. So, in the autumn of 1896, just a hundred years before I was born, Shepard and a group of lumberjacks surprised a hodag in its den and asphyxiated the monster with a heavy dose of chloroform. Shepard then transported the hodag to the Rain- Rainlander Fairgrounds and confined it in a pit resembling its den. In order, so the animal basically wouldn't be able to tell that it wasn't home. So it like kind of tricked it, like it was oh, contained, okay. but it thought it was in its own lair. Um, mm-hmm. Right. So there's going to be a county fair, the first one um, in o- Juanita, Onita, Onita County. It's the first county fair there, and. Shepard said he was going to showcase the hodag for people to look at. So the hodag was displayed near the entrance gate of the fair, and it was the fair's main attraction. On Monday and Tuesday, the first two days of the fair, the tent was filled with crowds of curious people. On Wednesday, a large number of spectators gave up their dimes to see the strange animal and hear its history, told by Eugene, of course. Um, So they enter a dimly lit tent and they're separated from the beast by a curtain and a good distance. So the people who went in witnessed the beast move and growl at them, and very few left the fairgrounds not believing the authenticity of the hodag. From the introduction of the hodag, 
It became such a popular attraction at the fair that Eugene actually toured other uh, county fairs in Wisconsin with the hodag for people to see. Um, yeah. And so then he... outside of this little town got to see it. Yes. And after, he kept it in a shed at his house for people to see, and thousands of people came. Um, and a huge <laughs> amount of attention just started coming to this little town so everyone could see this monster. Uh, what do you think about that? I... See, now I'm, I'm still just even more confused, because I'm like, this isn't this... Unless, you know, these are some, like, journalists, historians, or whatever, genuinely fucking with the people in the future to make them make us believe that this actually happened, because, you know, mm-hmm. they had that power back then. It's just weird to me to think that this... Okay, if it was a small town legend of, like, we have this beast that lives here or whatever, it's really easy to dismiss it and be like, all right, whatever. But the fact that there's, like, a notion that he had traveled to go show other people and other people came to see it Mm -hmm. that's where i'm stuck on it and being like was it actually like a real thing like um oh what's that thing called like a a tasmanian devil i think that's what they're called Mm -hmm. like a lot of people didn't think those were real but they were they have pictures and stuff of them and it's like, they're real. They're just extinct now. So it's like, that makes me wonder, was this an actual creature that was real that not many people actually knew about? And, you know, it's probably gone now. But, you know. Yes, with the increased use of citrus in our cooking. <laughs> it just couldn't live, you know. We just We started using it and it was like, shit. And that was the end of it. So I'm going to finish the story by telling you, shortly before um, 1900, Shepard told the masses his hodag and his stories were all an elaborate hoax. The beast on display was a carved stump covered in hides and moved by his son. So the hodag was never real according to to Shepard. However, um, I do believe the story of the Hodag is real, just not his story. Okay. So, people came to see basically a sculpture. A wooden stump. Yeah. But it was moving and they were were separated by a curtain and they couldn't really tell because it was also a dimly lit tent and they were told to stay back for their safety. (laughs) I love hearing about how like old generations like from way back when used to fuck with each other. I think I think that those stories are so funny. (laughs) So Eugene was actually known to be a notorious trickster Um, He played pranks on everybody all of the time, and this one just went really far, and it lasted for years. (laughs) The man was charging people to look at a sculpture that his friend made. I think that's the best part. Fucker made so much money off of this. And do you think, like... 
do you think he even knew that that would even have happened? Like, do you think he was just like... I don't think he did this for money. I think he just did this to fuck with people. He was just bored one day when he was surveying. And then he was like, I'm just going to fuck with everyone at home. Because I'm bored and I want to start some shit. You know, boredom breeds genius. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, Eugene's hodag is not real though the legend of the hodag still remains strong in wisconsin the local high school uh their mascot are the hodags no the hodag was featured on an episode of mystery incorporated season two episode five i believe (laughs) and it has entered pop culture and he just created this thing and now it's keeping this little town alive the town was failing because the lumber was going away rather quickly. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he brought so much attention and so much um, new profit to the town that it's kept it alive to this day. People still go there to see the Hodag and there's Hodags everywhere in this town. It's the cutest thing. It's like the town's little mascot. It's like Mothman and Point Pleasant. I was going to say that. I'm like, it's exactly like Mothman and Point Pleasant. Oh, I love this. It's such a cute little story. I love that. I, I mean, wasn't I feel... <laughs> What? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like halfway through researching this before I realized that it was a hoax. And I was like... I already have half a story done. Should I just keep going with it? No, it's an interesting thing. I think I like. First of all, the fact that this is, this is in the what the government, what government? Um, the Department of Interiors. Whatever. Yeah, it's in the Department of Interiors, like. List Database of cryptids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason. That in itself is already like a tip off. I think perhaps the hodags the are real, confirmed. Yeah, I think the hodag could possibly exist, but I think it could be one of those cryptids that like came to exist because of us. Because I very much believe that humans <clears throat> possess some kind of ability to bring certain things to life. I mean, like our collective consciousness and all of a psychic yeah. energy focused on one thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially like when it's so many people that's exactly it's like i like slender man slender man was just this little story on the internet but like there's dozens of people who say like oh he's real and then you go into um indigenous um beliefs and there's this creature known as the tall man who resembles slender man a lot or slender man resembles the tall man a lot so it's just sort of like i think our collective consciousness gives it power to exist mm-hmm I choose to believe that the hodag is just like a little stubby pit bull with scales. I love him. I want to draw him. I want a hodag <laughs> sticker for the merch shop. The hodag is so, so cute. cute. Um, He's adorable. Let me see if I can find a picture of him. Wait, I want to see if I find like any cute little, cute little tumbler doodles. Join the Hodag fan club. 
You can go to hodagfanclub.com. Yeah, this I little town is staying What's alive. His name again? <laughs> Eugene Shepard. I wonder what Shepard's thinking right now of like. Well, he died in damn. 1926, so yeah, he's not like thinking anything. Wherever his consciousness, it probably because of this shit. But I want to know. I wonder if he's just snickering to himself, like <laughs> his legacy lives on for probably ever in this little town of Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. Just because he liked to fuck with people. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. That's an adorable little hodag. He looks so friendly. He looks like he's smiling. <laughs> With all those fangs. Oh, I want a whole dog as a pet. I don't think that's legal. Well, it probably isn't illegal. Yeah, they don't exist. Supposedly. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's the whole dog, everybody. <laughs> this is a shorter I... episode than our recent ones. Oh, our recent, our most, our latest one before this episode, what, 14? Mm-hmm. That's a very long episode. So, I mean, if you're, I don't know, driving around or, you know, trying to do homework and you want to listen to two idiots just talk about random spooky stuff or no, two idiots talk about random spooky stuff with my mother, you should listen to our mm-hmm. previous episode. Source, <laughs> Alex's mom. Yeah, Source. All right, so that was our episode on the Hodag. Um, if you would like to support us, we still have our merch shop up along with our coffee where you can donate. So through our merch shop, you can get shirts, T-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, tote bags, stickers, um, all of which that I have designed myself, and there will be a few new designs coming up very, very soon. Um, if you don't want to buy anything, but you still want to support, you can also donate any amount that you want through the donate button at our website, somethings in the closet podcast.com or somethings in the closet pod.com. Something in the closet pod.com. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. also please check us out on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. I think that's all. Oh, we have a TikTok too. Yeah. We got a TikTok. Follow us we on there. We have a TikTok that updates. I don't make TikToks for. <laughs> we'll try to make tiktoks for it eventually <laughs> <laughs> but yeah follow us on our social media for all of our updates um i'm going to get back on making sure our instagram is updated very soon uh once this episode is up you can check out our instagram for that new art that i showed why earlier in the episode and yeah and if you can tell one other person about something's in the closet pod you know, just to get the word out, because we would really appreciate it. And we love making these episodes. But yeah, thank you so much. All right, don't forget down? to check your closet. <laughs>